Welcome to NTD News Today. Here are top stories. Israel intensifying its war in Gaza. And we have more on the casualties and tensions in the Red Sea. Former President Trump's legal team making their next move. What they are requesting now that the Supreme Court rejected special counsel Jack Smith's demand. Airlines have been preparing for months for this holiday travel period, and so far we're not seeing delays reminiscent of last year's travel meltdown. A same-sex nativity scene sparking outrage in Italy. How are politicians responding, and how is a priest defending the scene? A woman with a rare condition gives birth to twin girls. The twins now make her a mother of five. Find out what makes this birth so unique. The NBA and NFL are waging a holiday battle today as each league has their star power on display, looking to score the highest TV ratings. This is E! News Today, live from our NTD Global Headquarters. Here are Stephania Cox and Chris Beers. Evelyn Lee standing in today for Chris Beers. Welcome, Evelyn. Thank you. And welcome everyone at home. We open with the latest updates today on the war in Gaza. That's right. Gunfire and chaos broke out near the Rafah border crossing that connects Egypt and Gaza on Sunday. It happened as trucks were delivering aid. Hundreds of people were in the street, some fleeing and many carrying relief aid under the echo of gunfire. As the war intensifies, Israel is investigating claims that, it, that its airstrike hit a refugee camp. Hamas claims at least 70 people were killed. Over the weekend, Israeli forces said they recovered the bodies of five hostages in Gaza's tunnel system. President Biden and Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu spoke on the war on Sunday. Biden said he didn't ask for a ceasefire, and Netanyahu said Israel is not taking military orders from the U.S. On Saturday, the Pentagon said an Iranian attack drone hit a chemical tanker operating in the Indian Ocean. That same day, a U.S. warship shot down four Houthi drones in the Red Sea. Shipping giant Maersk said they will resume operations in the Red Sea. We will continue fighting until there is a complete victory over Hamas. This is the only way to return our hostages, to eradicate Hamas and ensure that Gaza is no longer a threat to Israel. We are at war of no choice, justified, correct and moral. This moment is a test. We will not break nor blink. People around the world are celebrating Christmas today, and Bethlehem is usually, usually teeming with visitors, but not this year. Local Palestinian leaders in the West Bank are scaling back many traditional festivities to show solidarity with Gaza. They decided not to put up a large Christmas tree in the city center. There were also no parades and no neighborhood decorations. Palestinian Christians held a somber Christmas vigil in Bethlehem on Saturday with candlelit hymns and prayers for peace in Gaza instead of the usual festive celebrations. Christian worshippers attended a Christmas Mass at the Church of the Nativity today. The whole world is celebrating Christmas uh, this year, but not Bethlehem, not the birthplace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Bethlehem is celebrating Christmas with sadness and sorrow because of what's happening in Gaza and in all the West Bank, all Palestinian uh, territories. 
Switching gears, we turn now to former President Trump's legal cases. Trump is urging a federal appeals court to grant him immunity from criminal prosecution in the federal election case. In a filing late Saturday night, his attorneys argued Trump is protected under presidential immunity. The filing claims that Trump was working in his official capacity as president to, quote, ensure election integrity. The prosecution has until December 30th to submit its reply. Oral arguments are scheduled for January 9th. Meanwhile, California Governor Gavin Newsom reacted to efforts to try and bar Trump from the state's ballot. He told his fellow Democrats on Friday, quote, in California, we defeat candidates at the polls. Everything else is a political distraction. Former Attorney General Bill Barr, who served under Trump, said the Supreme Court has to smack down the Colorado ruling very quickly. And a large caravan of migrants is currently moving through Mexico and heading toward the U.S. It's expected to be the largest migrant caravan in more than a year. The sheriff of a Texas border county explains the challenges he's facing. On the law enforcement side, we're suffering because we don't have the manpower to take care of a what we call the local business, the criminal elements, and then the immigration problem. So uh, it, it's, it's costing us a lot of manpower. And uh, of course, uh, the federal government and the state uh, troops too, you know, they, they're not here in the river like they're supposed to be. They're processing. The migrant caravan has around 6,000 people. They come from Central America, Venezuela, Cuba, and other countries. By Christmas Eve, the caravan departed a city near Mexico's southern border with Guatemala. The procession comes just days before Secretary of State Antony Blinken arrives in Mexico City to hammer out new agreements on the migrant crisis. This month, as many as 10,000 illegal immigrants were arrested per day at the southwest border. Customs and Border Protection had to suspend cross-border rail traffic in Eagle Pass and El Paso as illegal immigrants were riding atop freight trains. And in California, Immigration and Customs Enforcement, or ICE, arrested 26 illegal immigrants who are sex offenders. The two-day operation targeted illegal immigrants who were known to law enforcement and had criminal convictions relating to sexual offenses. ICE said they pose a serious threat to public safety. Three of those arrested were convicted of felonies related to child sexual abuse. In fiscal year 2022, the federal agency made over 46,000 arrests of illegal immigrants with criminal histories. Over 100 million people are expected to travel in the U.S. this holiday season. As of this morning, there were nearly 800 delays and over 100 flight cancellations. That's right, but this is far less than last year's Southwest Airlines meltdown in which 17,000 flights were canceled and thousands of people were stranded. Even more suitcases were misplaced. So let's hear more about this from Don Ma. As you can see, he's joining us right now, the host of Entity Business. So Don, how are airlines preparing for this, this holiday season? Well, it seems like uh, they're hiring a lot more workers and as well as uh, upgrading uh, equipment to avoid uh, the congestion that we saw from last year, uh, which was pretty bad. Um, airlines for America says that uh, this is a industry trade group, by the way, it says that 2.8 million people are, are expected to fly each day uh, overall during this holiday rush period. And this is about a 16% increase from last year, uh, so 2022. And tomorrow is actually expected to be one of the busiest days of this holiday period. Um, so the group says that airlines have been working for months to accommodate uh, this tremendous demand for air travel. 
throughout the holiday season. Uh, they've been hiring somewhere around 3.5 times more uh, than the overall U.S. job growth number, uh, which is you know pretty incredible here. And as well, have adjusted flight schedules to accommodate uh, the shortage of air traffic controllers. And on top of all of this, uh, they, they're saying that uh, many have been investing in uh, the latest technology, which includes uh, mobile apps to ensure efficient uh, communi communication with travelers, of course, which is uh, pretty important. And uh, onto some specific airlines, American uh, says that it has invested in more off-season maintenance uh, to help reduce the number of aircraft that are, that are going to be out of service during peak periods. And United Airlines said that it's deploying somewhere around 150 de-icing trucks. And this, of course, will be in the event that temperatures drop and ice are on the runways. Mm -hmm. um, and Southwest CEO, you know, after what happened last year, he promised that uh, this won't happen again. And the airline is investing uh, billions of dollars in its IT infrastructure as well. Okay, so you mentioned some of the apps that consumers get can get onto. Do you have any other tips for travelers at this time? Yeah, speaking of apps, you know, sometimes it may be useful to actually download uh, the airline that you're flying with, uh, download their apps because uh, they can help you be more aware of potential delays. And uh, U.S. airline airlines have actually made. Uh, significant investment in those uh, mobile apps. They can tell you flight updates like boarding times, gate numbers, um, and any other important announcements as well. So sometimes, you know, you could download that uh, just, you know, just to be safe, right? Uh, but also be sure to allow extra time to travel, especially during the holiday season. You know, whether you're driving yourself, someone's driving you, or you're taking a car service, because uh, during the holiday season for car services particularly, can be busy. Uh, in terms of travel, uh, if you're driving yourself to the airport, also allow extra time because of a potential heavy airport traffic, uh, which we've all seen. And here's some information as well on the kind of weather that is likely to impact your travel, um, your flight. Uh, because as of right now, we're seeing some delays, uh, although not as bad as last year uh, when it comes to uh, inclement weather. Um, so s some of the typical ones is strong wind, especially uh, um, when we're seeing strong crosswinds because they blow against the past, uh, you're, you know, in, in a sort of uh, blowing across the airlines, uh, airlines path uh, instead of rather towards the nose or tail. Uh, this can be uh, tricky because uh, it could uh, be hard to land or sometimes could abort a landing because of crosswinds and poor visibility is, is a big one uh, dense fog heavy rainfall uh, heavy snow can reduce visibility to zero and that could impact takeoffs and landings as well and finally thunderstorms uh, snow and ice one of the most frequent uh, weather hazards so if you're experiencing delays uh, for any uh, reason you may want to try to find an alternative to uh, just waiting it out and that could be you know check the airlines uh, app uh, or import uh, in airport kiosks for you know possible rerouting options that could mm. help yeah, I think that's very valuable tips, especially as people are heading home now. And right. so, yeah, thanks for the heads up also with the weather. Um, but we want to move on. So what else should people know today? Right. So on to Wall Street. It seems like uh, stock markets are counting on the so-called Santa Claus rally to bring record highs. Uh, the S&P 500 has risen over 20 percent this year and is only within 1 percent 
of new all-time highs. And the end of the year tends to be a strong period for stocks. It's a phenomenon dubbed as uh, the Santa Claus rally. If history is any indicator that momentum will likely continue in the short term, um, historically, S&P 500 on average has gained around 1.3% in the last five days of December and the first two days of January. And if that historical trend holds, we might be seeing all-time highs for the stock market. And Maersk is preparing to resume shipping operations in the Red Sea and the Gulf of Aden, uh, the company said yesterday. The announcement comes after confirmation of the deployment of a U.S.-led military operation to ensure the safety of commerce in the area. And Merrick said uh, it would release more details in the coming days, but said it could again resort to diverting ship traffic depending on how safety conditions evolve. And the shipping giant paused sending vessels actually through the Red Sea earlier this month due to the attacks against its ships by Houthi militants. And finally, U.S. chipmaker NVIDIA is helping civilians affected by the war in the Middle East. The U.S. chipmaker donated $15 million to Israeli and foreign nonprofit organizations that are supporting civilians. It noted that the donation was the largest humanitarian fundraiser in the company's 30-year history. And NVIDIA says thousands of employees from more than 30 countries donated a total of $5 million. And then the company matched and doubled that amount. Hopefully it could be useful to them, to those civilians. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Thank you so much. That's a very good uh, roundup of, of what people should know today. Absolutely. Thank you, Don. Thank you. All right. Next up, clashes broke out as thousands gathered to demonstrate in the Serbian capital. Eight police officers were injured and dozens of protesters arrested. What led to the violence? Missing Kremlin critic Alexei Navalny has been found alive after being reported missing for weeks from a Russian prison. What's the latest on his situation? More in just a moment here on NTD News Today. Welcome back. Violence broke out in Serbia over the weekend as thousands of people protested in the capital city. The rally was led by Serbia's largest opposition coalition, Serbia Against Violence, alleging fraud in last week's general election. Police said today that eight officers were injured and 38 pro protesters were detained. There were torches, poles, Look at the number of stones. This is the stone that was thrown at members of the Ministry of Internal Affairs. Despite the protective equipment that we used, we came to a situation where we had eight injured police officers, including a colleague with serious bodily injuries. The protesters broke windows and glass at the main entrance of City Hall. The police chief said officers guarding the location endured three hours of attacks before using pepper spray to disperse the crowd. The opposition announced that the protests will continue with students planning to block traffic in the capital. The ruling Serbian Progressive Party won the recent election with over 46 percent of votes, while the opposition came in second with less than 24 percent. 
And Alexei Navalny, the Kremlin critic previously thought to be missing, has reportedly been found alive. A spokeswoman said today that he's being held in a prison in northern Russia. Navalny is considered one of the most vocal opponents of President Vladimir Putin. He's been behind bars since 2021. He was previously held in a prison east of Moscow, but was later transferred, transferred to a remote penal colony in northern Russia, a place known for its isolation and harsh conditions. Navalny's aide called the move a way for the Russian system to, quote, isolate and suppress political prisoners. Navalny's team said they hadn't been in contact with him since December 6th. A Ukrainian official arrested on embezzlement charges. He's accused of embezzling the equivalent of $40 million. The official faces up to 15 years in prison if found guilty. The Ukrainian Security Service says the embezzlement relates to an artillery shell contract. The agency says it has documents proving the crime. The Ukrainian Ministry of Defense says the payment was made, but no deliveries occurred. It's now taking action to recover the funds. Ukraine is under pressure to reform institutions and address corruption. Washington officials are trying to Ukraine, tie Ukraine's progress in this area to certain kinds of aid. And if Ukraine hopes to join the European Union, it will also need to address these issues more urgently. And as people around the world celebrate Christmas, a nativity scene in Italy is sparking outrage. Conservatives call it blasphemous. This church nativity scene features two mothers of the baby Jesus instead of the conventional Mary and Joseph figurines. This is at the church of Saints Peter and Paul in the province of Avellino, about an hour's drive east of Naples. The priest at the church defended the display. He said, quote, I wanted to show with this scene that families are no longer just the traditional ones. The priest is known in Italy for sympathizing with LGBT and left-wing causes. He said his attitude is in line with that of Pope Francis. Conservative politicians and groups in Italy called this nativity scene offensive, shameful and blasphemous. The pro-life and family group launched an online petition calling on the Bishop of Avellino to intervene. An Alabama woman with a rare condition gave birth to healthy twin girls last week. The woman has not one, but two uteruses. Kelsey Hatcher and husband Caleb welcomed Roxy Layla on Tuesday night and her twin sister Rebel Lakin on Wednesday morning. Hatcher is now a mother of five children. She has a rare double uterus and was pregnant with a baby on each side. It's a rare type of pregnancy known as dicavitary pregnancy. Its change of occurring is only one in a million. Hatcher's pregnancy was considered high risk and she was induced into labor at 39 weeks. After a combined 20 hours of labor, the two baby girls were born. The first baby was delivered vaginally, as were Hatcher's previous three children, while the second one was born via C-section. Baby two, who is Rebel, she was born at 7.09. So, um, one born on a Tuesday, one born on a Wednesday, so they have different birthdays. Uh, baby A is born on the 19th and baby B was born on the 20th. So it was a very long day, but we made it. <laughs> Incredible. And next in Virginia, a major breakthrough in the disappearance of a five-year-old boy missing for more than 20 years. 
Logan Bowman went missing from Grayson County in the southwestern part of the state in January 2003. Sheriff deputies in nearby Carroll County say human remains were found last September in a wooded area about 20 miles from where the child went missing. Authorities say they believe the remains were there for a long time and DNA evidence helped confirm their identity. Logan's biological mother and her boyfriend were both charged and served time in connection with the boy's disappearance. Investigators with the sheriff's office say they might file new charges. Next up, Christmas is in the air as people around the world come together for all kinds of celebrations. First off, to the capital of Spain. Thousands of people dressed as Santa Claus took part in a charity run yesterday in central Madrid. The event aimed to raise funds for the Red Cross. Even kids in cute elf costumes participated in the three-mile race. Participants described how Christmas fuels a sense of unity and solidarity. Organizers say the Santa-themed race is the largest of its kind in the world. And in central London, hundreds gathered for an exciting annual event, the Christmas Meat Auction. Prices of meat and poultry are cut dramatically ahead of the Christmas break. Large cuts of meat were sold for between $30 and $50, which is several times cheaper than at the butcher store. Smithfield is the last wholesale food market in the center of the capital, with a history dating back to the Middle Ages. There's been an auction going on this site for 100 years, but we've been doing the auction for 50 years. And, um, and it just carries on. It's part of Christmas. People, it's a lot of fun as well, a lot of fun, as you'll see, and people just love it. It's a tradition of London, so you may as well do it whilst you can. It's a bit of fun for Christmas. In Florida's Cocoa Beach, hundreds of surfing Santas and elves made a splash on Christmas Eve for the 15th annual Surfing Santa Day. The event began as a simple family beach day, but has grown into a beloved tradition that combines Florida sunshine with holiday spirit. Attendees wore elaborate Christmas beach gear, enjoying live music and a costume competition. The founder said the event aims to bring people together, regardless of political divides or daily challenges. Everybody's happy. Everybody's strong. No one's complaining about Donald Trump. No one's whining about Joe Biden. Everybody's here to have a good time, and it's happening right now. My favorite thing is this, it's just this small town feel that it's the gathering of people from near and far, seeing familiar faces, and everyone that you see is happy to see you. And just before Christmas, Officer Grinch brought some unexpected cheer to the Florida Keys overseas highway. Monroe County Sheriff's officers dressed as the iconic Christmas character and pulled over speeding drivers. But instead of giving out tickets, Officer Grinch offered drivers a choice, a citation or an onion. The option caught many drivers off guard, but Colonel Lou Caputo said the onion was definitely the clear winner. Give our violators a choice uh, because it is the holiday season. We've had times where people have contemplate uh, what their options are and what they're going to choose. I can tell you that if they choose the citation, we'll probably have to take them out and do a sobriety test on them. And in central Peru, police got some special help from Santa Claus in a drug bust. Footage released Saturday shows a Santa-dressed officer breaking down a door with a sledgehammer and helping to apprehend a suspect.
The police chief said the drug trafficking site was difficult to access, so they used Santa Claus disguises to get close to the scene without alerting the locals. Two men were reportedly arrested for drug trafficking. Coming up, light displays bring joy, excitement and nostalgia to spectators. Our exclusive Diker Heights Brooklyn tour. Learn the great lengths to which some owners go to get others in the Christmas spirit. Gifts are one of the most anticipated parts of the holiday, especially for children. One club in New York City has something that kids are looking forward to as they look to spread the spirit of giving. How the Hollywood stars are celebrating this Christmas. What traditional treats do they recommend sharing with family and friends? We hear from some celebrities in just a moment here on NTD News Today. Welcome back, everyone, and Merry Christmas, of course. And I have to say, Steph, I really do love seeing the Christmas decorations around. Being in New York City especially, I totally get now why people come all this way here to see Absolutely. that. Absolutely. That is so true. And all the storefronts, just so many lights and decorations. It's really inspiring. Macy's, for example. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and also in my own neighborhood, it really brings out the Christmas spirit. For sure. So, but there's one neighborhood you have to check out, and that's where NTD's Kevin Hogan went to report. So let's take a look. Angels, elves, drummer boys, nutcrackers, snowmen galore, and of course, Santa. I'm out here in Diker Heights, Brooklyn, where it is a festival with so many people coming out to enjoy these remarkable Christmas displays. Some of these houses take 12 people three days to decorate with handmade red bows, 40-foot ladders to install those ornaments up high. Let's hear what some spectators have to say. This is actually my first time, but we'll absolutely be making a tradition out of it. Um, it's amazing, and it's kind of like nice way to escape the city for a little bit. Um, it's nice and, you know, residential and, and nice to see all the families. We get to see all these lights. I'm really excited. Me too. I like this because like, it, like the lights are really pretty and I love how people put like a, a lot of effort into putting up these lights for everybody. How do you feel right now? Like it's ready for Christmas. I want to go home and decorate my house. And if I get half of this, I'd be happy. Half of this is a lot. Yeah, well, okay, even a quarter of it. I'd be uh, thrilled to have that done. A quarter's a lot. Yeah, okay, even 10 of the decorations. Um, it's just crazy. I can only imagine how long she's been collecting these for. So much forethought goes into creating these glittering spectacles. Oh my God, it's so much work decorating these houses, countless months of planning, and just making sure that everyone's Christmas dreams come true, but every single house is unique. The men from BNR Christmas, they go out and they purchase things for the whole year and they work really hard. You would think since November, but they've been working since July on all of these beautiful houses. It's really amazing. Have yourself a snowy little Christmas if you visit this house with a snow machine. But who stole the show? I think the the Grinch in the car driving around the neighborhoods with the music. That was that was great. That was a treat. And believe it or not, people came from around the world in part to see these extravaganzas in Diker Heights. Sí, la verdad es que maravilloso estas estas casas. Yes, the truth is that these houses are wonderful. The lighting and everything they have is fantastic. We have come from Barcelona, and one of the excursions we have pending is to see all the lighting of this house and all the houses around here. 
Spectators offer some kind words for the homeowners and tell how touched they are. Uh, thank you, because I can't imagine how much time and energy and money goes into putting these together. So thank you for, uh, for providing some joy. It's just, it's so much joy, but also nostalgia. Because it's like going to the lights with your parents was always a thing so many people did. And so it's just like getting to do that, but all over again. It's no wonder why the lights in Diker Heights take a top spot on the list of New York City's holiday attractions. The spirit of giving. It's so much more than writing a check. Mm. Giving presents is all the more meaningful when we can see the gift's impact on the one we give it to. And that's the story of the Grant-A-Wish Holiday Club, a program sponsored by Fashion Group International. This gift-giving exchange makes the holiday wishes of children in the South Bronx come true. Entity's Chris Beers has a story. Through the Grant-A-Wish Holiday Club, Kids in their classroom at Haven Academy write a letter to either Dear Wishmaker or Dear Fashion Group International. And in that letter, they tell them a little bit about themselves, their interests, what grade they're in, things they like to do for fun. And if they have a specific idea in mind of a gift that they want at the holidays, they'll write that in the letter and draw a picture. One child writes, My name is Mel and I am eight years old. I live in the Bronx with my family. I really like dogs and running. This year, I would love an art kit so that I can be an artist. Thank you so much. You are so, so the best. Happy holidays. Then Mott Haven Academy sends the letters off to Fashion Group International, or FGI. It's a fashion industry networking organization with a storied history. So Fashion Group International began in 1930 with 17 women who were leaders in each of their industries, but were underrepresented and wanted to create a community. So some of our founders and charters were Eleanor Roosevelt, mm. uh, representing the garment workers, uh, Carmel Snow, who was the editor of Harper's Bazaar. After receiving the letters, generous team members, leaders, um, and partners for Fashion Group International um, grant the wishes. They do the shopping, they make sure that every child has a match, they make sure that all the gifts make it to the school on time. Then the administrators and teachers at the school get the pleasure of distributing the gifts to the kids. The grant to wish Holiday Club program has been in place since Mott Haven was founded in 2008. It's worked its way into the culture of the school and gives the kids something to look forward to every year. Every year, um, as they get older, they talk all about what are you going to put in your wishmaker letter. So it, it builds some momentum and it builds some excitement and memories for them because they know that they'll get the opportunity to write this letter and to be connected with a community member. Kids at the Mott Haven Academy grow up with the Grant-A-Wish Holiday Club. We may receive a letter when they're in kindergarten. So we see a letter come in, you know, the next year, the next year. We, we see the progress and what they ask for and their writing. And we watch the students grow sometimes. What kinds of gifts do the kids ask for? They're modest gifts. Mm -hmm. um, slime, <laughs> a, a, squishy, a squishy toy, um, puzzles, art kits. Um, I think the largest is a pair of roller skates. Mm. Um, and those in the older group, you know, the older grades, we do gift cards. The head of Mott Haven says a program like the Grant-A-Wish Holiday Club is a small but important tradition that creates positive memories in these kids' lives. It's something predictable. 
anytime we can make something predictable and reliable, it helps kids really be able to form trust. And for our students in our school, we talk a lot about trusting relationships with adults and with their teachers and with the counselors and the people that they work with, um, as well as with their families and, and the partner agencies and organizations that support our families. This holiday season, we at NTD hope you're inspired to reach out and do something special for someone. This is Chris Beers reporting for NTD News in New York City. From Ted Lasso star Hannah Waddingham to Hollywood stars Heather Graham, Jason Biggs, and Ludacris, celebrities reveal their special ways to have fun on Christmas. Take a look. Merry Christmas! Filled with festive spirit, many celebrities are aiming to entertain for the holidays. Ted Lasso star Hannah Waddingham shows off her vocal range in the Apple TV Plus special, Hannah Waddingham Home for Christmas. My main pitch in terms of tone was somewhere between D Dean Martin and Carol Burnett. That, that style of you know, having people over for the holidays, having people dropping in in their finery. While singer Sarah Brightman kicks off the third year of her Christmas symphony tour. The show started as a live stream during the COVID pandemic as a way for Brightman to do something positive and employ people. It, it takes you also through a journey of all sorts of moods that you may, may have at Christmas. In that, there are some which sort of Talk about, you know, because some people are lonely at Christmas or they've been through a bad relationship or they've lost somebody. Veteran band Chicago have released two Christmas records. They're also touring during the holiday season. It's going to be the best Christmas ever. Celebrities turning their talents to Christmas movies this year include Hollywood's Heather Graham, Jason Biggs and Ludacris. Oh, claustrophobic. I'm sorry, what? Claustrophobic fear of Santa Claus. That's ludicrous. Santa Claus is coming to town. Better get ready. He's making a list. Checking it twice. Gonna find out who's naughty and nice. Santa Claus is coming to town. What traditions and treats are celebrities looking forward to this Christmas? Some of them shared their go-to holiday eats. My favorite Christmas food? Uh, I love a bit of stuffing. <laughs> I'll leave you with that. Oh, I like pigs and blankets. <laughs> yeah, stuffing, mm. yeah. Favorite Christmas food? Well, I feel like Christmas dinner always has a um, now I've forgotten the word of it. The little sausages wrapped in bacon. What's the, what are they called? What? Ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate that you've brought us today. It's a market. It's a market. It's a market. Sorry, my brain. Well, we get a roast dinner. My aunt cooks a roast dinner, so that, yeah. Food! Oh, gosh. Some kind of pudding of some kind. Maybe not Christmas pudding, but some kind of pudding. Oh, pigs and blanket. It's got to be, isn't it? Uh, sausages wrapped in bacon. It's like pig on pig. Can't go wrong. <laughs> Mac and cheese for me. Oh, my favorite dish is that sweet potato casserole with the marshmallows on top. 
just like you can eat the whole pan. No! Okay, it's an American thing. Just sugar on top of sugar on top of sugar. I, I love a mince pie, but take the top off, put some Stilton in it, put it back in the oven, let the Stilton melt into the mince pie, bite into that. That's your Christmas treat. No, it's really good. It's surprisingly good. Try it and see. Uh, maybe rice. Yeah, rice in anything. I love rice. Thank you. Thank you. I have to say, I'm going to shout at my mum here because she makes an amazing roast lamb, a Greek roast lamb for Christmas. Roast potatoes, that's my go-to. I'll say, I, I look forward to my mother's dumplings. My mom's dumplings are the best in the world. They've never been beaten, and uh, the holidays means I get to go home and, and see her and, and family, so it's got to be the home-cooked meal. My favorite holiday, holiday food, sweet potato pie at any time. Okay. <laughs> you got some on you? <laughs> well, chocolate is always in my, you know, in my mind, <laughs> unfortunately. Stuffing, I made green bean casserole. It's pretty good. Could use more salt because I'm from Missouri. So we always like more salt. Um, but gravy is, you just want to put gravy on everything. This is the festive season. What food are you most looking forward to eating this Christmas? Oh my gosh, like every stew, every, I love like a good tagine. I love something that just like sits in the oven and roasts for hours. That's my jam. That's tough because I don't associate food with Christmas necessarily. Every day is Christmas day. Every day is food day. And Powerball ticket holders can get a chance to win a $638 million jackpot today. That's after nobody claimed Saturday's $620 million prize. But not everybody went empty-handed in Saturday's Powerball drawing. A Nebraska ticket holder won $2 million. An Arizona ticket holder won a million dollars. And Missouri player also won a million. But to win the jackpot prize, Powerball says you'd have to be a 1 in a 292 million chance. The last jackpot winner was in October. A California ticket purchase led to a $1.7 billion prize then. It was the second largest ever. Hmm. Powerball tickets are $2 each. They're sold in 45 states plus Washington, D.C., Puerto Rico, and the U.S. Virgin Islands. Coming up, it's a holiday slate of NBA and NFL games today. NTD's Dave Martin joins us to discuss what's become a big day in sports. Students in a British school are trying to solve a Christmas puzzle provided by the country's spy agency. How hard is this holiday challenge? More shortly here on NTD News Today. And now for your sports news, we're joined by Entity's Dave Martin. Dave, it's really good to have you. Welcome. Thanks, guys. <laughs> so we just had a big weekend uh, for the NFL, right? The Detroit Lions were clinching a division title for the first time in 30 years. How big of a surprise do you think that was? Well, a couple years ago, I don't think anyone would have predicted this. Outside of Detroit, maybe. You know, they just traded away Matt Stafford for Rams, Castaway, Jared Goff. Of course, they got a couple first-round picks to take on his salary. But at the end of the last season, you could see they had something going. They had a strong defense. They had some playmakers on offense. Now, it didn't hurt that their division rival Packers traded away Aaron Rodgers in the offseason. Meanwhile, the Vikings uh, lost Kirk Cousins to injury. But clinching your division title with two weeks ago is still pretty impressive. 
Yeah, it does sound impressive. Um, so, Dave, the NFL has somewhat of a rare Christmas triple, triple header today. What do you think is the reason for that? Yeah, they, they see what the NBA does nowadays, which is saturate Christmas with games. After all, there's very little TV competition. So they're still in the, the NBA's thunder a bit, and they've got a really good lineup today because you've got Patrick Mahomes and the Super Bowl champion Chiefs and probably super fan Taylor Swift watching as well as they play the Raiders. Then you've got East Coast rivalry as the Giants play the Eagles, although I really don't think that one's going to be very close. But... That's why they play the games anyway. Tonight is probably the best matchup. The Ravens and the Niners play. They are tied for the best record in the league at 11-3. Somehow the Niners are six-point favorites. I don't quite get that, but plenty of NFL action today. Mm. So, Dave, you also mentioned that the NBA traditionally has a big Christmas slate. So does that mean that we will be seeing uh, LeBron James today? I mean, of course. It wouldn't be Christmas without LeBron playing, of course. And I mean, they always put their biggest stars on today. And though LeBron is about to turn 39, he really hasn't slowed down. You know, this will be his 18th time on Christmas. That's a record for any player. That's more than half the franchises in the league, in fact. Uh, you know, his Lakers will face the rival Boston Celtics. You also have Milwaukee at New York, Philadelphia, Miami, Dallas at Phoenix, and the Golden State Warriors, who have become another Christmas staple. They are playing at the NBA champion Denver Nuggets. Now, for the NBA, this is like their annual coming out party in an attempt to get noticed around the end of the football season. When it comes to sports in America, football is king. It's not until the NBA saturates Christmas with a bunch of games do sports fans actually start paying attention to them. Now, as we mentioned, the NFL isn't giving them today, of course, like they normally do. So a lot of sports for after people open their gifts today. Awesome. Yeah, thanks so much. Always great to have you with us. Thank you, Dave. Thanks, guys. <laughs> All right. Soft drinks are very popular in this country. Nearly two-thirds of U.S. children drink sugar-laden beverages on a daily basis, and almost 60% of adults drink soft drinks regularly. So how can we cut down? Here's Gina Marie with Strong Mind and Body. Soft drinks are usually water-based with flavorings and sugar or other sweeteners. This includes high fructose corn syrup, sucrose, and fruit juice concentrates, most are devoid of beneficial nutrients. Regular consumption poses numerous adverse effects on the body. This includes an increased risk of chronic diseases such as heart disease, gout, and premature death. Moreover, sugar can be addictive. So what else can we drink? Here are three options. Number one, water is best. Water is the source of life and an essential nutrient with numerous vital functions in the body. It constitutes approximately 60% of an adult body's weight. It plays a role in preventing overheating, lubrication of joints and tissues, healthy skin, proper digestion, weight control, and improved cognitive performance. For optimal health, it is recommended to drink more plain water. Dehydration can cause symptoms such as headaches, dizziness, fatigue, dry skin, and loss of skin elasticity. Number two, coffee and tea. Coffee and tea without added sweeteners are also healthy options to soft drinks. Consuming two to three cups of tea per day can reduce the risk of type two diabetes, premature death, heart disease, and stroke. Numerous studies have found that drinking coffee is linked to a decreased risk of type two diabetes. It also plays a role in lowering blood sugar, reducing the risk of death and preventing cognitive decline. However, excessive caffeine intake can pose health risks. According to the FDA, about four to five cups of coffee per day is the max. Number three, milk and soy milk. Drinking milk and soy milk in moderation is a great alternative to soft drinks. Milk typically contains 5% natural lactose, giving it a sweet flavor. 
It is composed of approximately 90% water and provides essential nutrients for the human body. This includes protein, vitamin A and vitamin D. High school students are cracking a code breaker Christmas challenge. The test features seven brain teaser questions designed to discover the next up and coming cryptographers. Mm. And it is Andrew Thomas has more for us. Your mission, if you choose to accept it. At this school in the UK, math students try to crack a Christmas puzzle. Now in its third year, the festive challenge is provided by the UK's spy agency. I've identified some excellent problem solvers who I didn't realise were problem solvers today, so I definitely get something out of it. And for them to enjoy their maths, then for me that's what it's all about. 1,000 high schools are participating. It's definitely engaging and it's quite rewarding in sort of a, a tangible way that you've cracked this code. The challenge also encourages students to work together. Participants can figure out their strengths and weaknesses. Some of them are quite difficult, but if doing it in a team, get the other people to do those ones. UK cryptologists deciphered messages sent by the Nazis during World War II. Among them was Alan Turing, using the Enigma cipher machine. In maths, A-level especially, problem solving is needed and you use it in these puzzles here. But I can see the connection. The answers to this year's contest were revealed at the GCHQ website. Andrew Thomas, NTT News. In southern Brazil, a prison has found an innovative way to keep criminals in check. They replaced guard dogs with guard geese. These agents of the law are tougher than they look. The honking birds patrol the perimeter of the prison to make sure inmates don't escape. Staff say the vigilance of the geese make them excellent guard animals, and tending the flocks is more affordable than raising dogs. When it comes to São Pedro de Alcantara, I think that the location itself is easy to monitor, as the night is very quiet. Even during the day, as you can see, it is a very silent place, and at night, even more so. I also think that the logistics of the unit and the way it was built, as you can see, favour this type of security with a flock of geese. That's all for today's news. Thank you for tuning in. Feel free to reach out to us with news tips or feedback at news.today at ntd.com. And we'll be back with more stories tomorrow. Have a happy holiday and a very Merry Christmas.